Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Today is September 2nd, 2022, and our first story. Civil war is here, my friends. That's what Democrat media and personalities are saying. Joe Biden gave a speech declaring half the country a threat to its existence and to its democracy. Now, he's trying to walk it back a little bit, but this is the news. Every single story in some capacity is dominated by Joe Biden giving this speech. Many on the left, Democrat media activists are celebrating this. So we'll talk about that with a special last segment talking about She-Hulk being trash. But this has to do with the cultural divide. They claim that anyone who opposes their weird cult media is a far-right white supremacist. And it's just another example of how this country is falling apart and perhaps the Civil War really is here. If you like the show, give us a good review, leave us five stars, share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into the big news. In all honesty, I'm actually kind of impressed with uh, Joe Biden's speech last night. Never would I have expected to see a speech that was both terrifying and boring at the same time. Throughout his half an hour mumble ordeal, he said a bunch of really insane things. And we are graced with this image of Joe Biden, fists raised yelling with military behind him and red lights. And uh, yeah, a lot of people are saying it's invoking Nazi imagery or fascist imagery. And I, I just got to say, the other half or the speech or, or two thirds of it was him saying literally nothing. You know, so we did this um, live watch party the other night and it wasn't as eventful as I was hoping it to be because the dude was just saying garbage nonsense. But here's what's funny right now. Pedo Hitler is trending. OK, that's currently what's trending. And uh, sure, uh, yes, that's Joe Biden, I guess. Here's the funny thing about what's happening. Joe Biden, these red lights, the, the, everything he said about Trump supporters and MAGA being a, an extreme threat to this country, for many was crossing the line. I said he crossed the line. Some said he crossed the Rubicon. I think he already did that with the FBI, to be completely honest. Some said it was a declaration of civil war. He came out and demonized 74 plus million people as a threat to this country. He tries to claim that uh, he's not talking about the majority of Republicans, but he is. Trump's endorsement record is through the roof. Here's what I want to say about this image that's going viral. 
This is how we depict dictators. In art, when we want to show someone is the bad guy, it's this. Have y'all watched the, 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 the sequel Star Wars films? This is what we do. We put the leader at a podium with the military behind him and red lights, and they're like, nah. Look at, uh, what was it? People are, are, are posting Command and Conquer. And it's invoking the communist Soviet Union, and it's invoking the Nazis. For Joe Biden to do this, what was he thinking? Here's the best part. In the midst of the speech, CNN changed the color of the lights. They, they altered, and, and, and you can ch- check this out. In the start of the video, so we have Mia Cathal saying, watch the moment CNN slowly adjusts the camera settings when the blood red lighting behind dark Brandon is looking a little too authoritarian. By the end, the stripes of the American flag are pinkish purple. Yeah, dark Brandon. Okay, so check this out. Here's the video. In the beginning, for those that are watching, you can see it's red. You can see the American flag is red. Now, it's a subtle change over time. But by the end of the video, the American flag is now some kind of magenta purple. Now, that's the dead giveaway. Weird how they did this. CNN is is creepy. Now, I also want to say, too, these Marines, they should probably file some kind of formal complaint uh, or resign or something like that. The Marines that are standing behind Joe Biden. No, resign is a bit harsh. I'm not blaming them for doing this. But if you're a Marine and you stand behind a president who is attacking half the country as a threat, and he's wrong, by the way, then uh, you are being used. You're being used for something demonic. Uh, that's what's trending as well. Demonic is trending. Here we have a tweet from Defiant Else. It's the image of Joe Biden raising his fists. Unity over division, says Joe Biden on October 6, 2020. And then yesterday he said Donald Trump and MAGA Republicans are a threat to the very soul of this country. Well, Donald Trump has responded, blasting Biden after his primetime address. And uh, I want to show you something. Joe Biden is wrong. I have here Ballotopedia, Ballotpedia, sorry, endorsements by Donald Trump. And uh, 92% in 2022, in the midterms, Donald Trump is at 92%. In 2018, Donald Trump's endorsement record was 58%. In 2020, his endorsement record climbed to 77%. And in 2022, it currently sits at 92%. Now, we know Democrats don't like him. So we'll see what happens in the general. But when Joe Biden came out and said, I'm not talking about the majority, not even the majority of Republicans. It's, it's the MAGA Republicans. He's talking about 92% of the Republican Party in the primaries. 92% of the Republicans who are running, that's who he's talking about. Because they won with Trump's endorsements. In fact, Trump in, in certain elections where Trump didn't come out, they underperformed, leading many data analysts and journalists to say it is Trump. In fact, Joe Biden said Trump owns the party. Well, I said something like that, like the party still follows Trump. My friends, I got I want to tell you, last night was actually very scary. I mean, the, the speech was boring, which is impressive. You know, Joe Biden, both terrifying and boring at the same time, like I said. But it's scary to see 
Someone uh, super chatted on Timcast IRL. I'm 60 years old and I've never seen a speech like this from a U.S. president. I asked uh, Robert Davi, Hollywood actor, famous guy. He's in Goonies. He was in License to Kill. 70 years old. Well, in his 70s, early 70s. And I said, uh, have you ever heard anything like this? And he said, no. And this is what I hear from the boomers. I hear from the older generation all the time. They've never seen anything like this. We've had bad times in this country. We've had the civil rights movement, people fighting in the streets. We've had Vietnam. We've had, you know, the free speech movement. We've had the weather underground. And people are telling me it's never been this bad. Joe Biden's speech last night was a precursor to civil war. You think I'm kidding? The DOJ is going after Trump's lawyers, the New York Times reports. The DOJ has already indicted the lawyer for the Oath Keepers. Decorum be damned. They don't care. They want power. And what they're worried about is MAGA Republicans winning, and they are. And so I will say this. Scary, yes. But my resolve has never been greater. Uh, That's another reference to Star Wars. Joe Biden, that's the joke. He came out and said that we are reorganizing the republic into the first American empire for security and prosperity, which will last 10,000 years. No, but uh, when I see Joe Biden come out and do this, my response is, it's afraid. Joe Biden is as crooked as they come. A man so vile, a political class so despicable that they would burn this country to the ground so that they so that no one will hold them accountable. They would rather see this country burn than face accountability for the crimes they have committed. And they come out and they scream, but it's Donald Trump. He's the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Donald Trump's the fascist. He couldn't even bring out the military to stop the rioting. It's pathetic. It's pathetic. The country was burning. Small towns, many of you never even heard of, saw people attacking their small businesses. And Trump went, well, you know, I'm not going to do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Look, I like Trump, but that was pathetic. It was absolutely pathetic. But you know what? Fine. So be it. You want to call him a fascist while you're actually using the DOJ to raid your political opponents, to target lawyers? It's amazing. This is how crazy things are, get, are getting. You see, the left likes to do is project. There's an FBI lawyer, I think a couple FBI lawyers facing intense scrutiny. One guy got probation, was convicted of fabricating evidence to justify spying on Donald Trump. Now they're going after Trump. And here's the best part. They posted photos of these top secret documents, which are, they claim are classified. They're saying, uh, even can some conservatives saying Trump's going to get indicted because he basically admitted to having these and knowing he had these. But they're not classified. Donald Trump declassified them. That's all that matters. The fact that the DOJ could post photos of it confirms that they're declassified. You can't post the, 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 the front page of top secret documents unless they're declassified, like Trump said. In fact, they posted the, the inside of the documents, too. They just redacted parts of it. And I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. They're lying. None of this matters anymore. Half the country says Trump did it, and here's proof. Half the country says he's the president. He can declassify. The reality is the president is, is the commander in chief of the armed forces, and he can declassify. The left doesn't care. They're cheering this on. Shout out to our good friends, Vosh and Hassan, who are laughing about this. You're fascists, dude. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? 
They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. I mean, look, I don't care what you think you are or not. You're fascistic. To cheer on a president who targets his political enemies in a primetime speech with the military standing behind him and red lights is insane, no matter what your, your, your political position. Donald Trump should have stopped writing because writing is a crime. Donald Trump should have stopped critical race theory in government programs because that is a crime. It's literally illegal under our statutory law. Discrimination based on race. Violent riots are, of course, illegal for obvious reasons. They don't do it. Joe Biden staffers bailed these people out. But you know what? These leftists, they lie. They believe they're allowed to lie. They believe the ends justify the means. And so they're happy with Joe Biden finally coming out and saying that he's going to engage in political evil. Pedo Hitler, they call him. The New York Post says Trump blasts insane Biden after primetime address. Former President Trump insisted that President Biden must be insane or suffering from late stage dementia for his attack, accusing him and his MAGA supporters of being a threat to the country. Someone should explain to Joe Biden slowly but passionately that MAGA means as powerfully as mere words can get, make America great again, Trump said. If he doesn't want to make America great again, which through words, action and thought he doesn't, then he certainly should not be representing the United States of America. Joe Biden's approval rating is floating around 40% in aggregate. So you have Corinne Jean-Pierre saying, if you're not with the majority, you need to think about what that means. You're, you're extremists. It's like, dude, Joe Biden is not the majority of this country. I'm not saying Donald Trump is either, but it's not Joe Biden. Now, ultimately, I think where we do go, Axios reports second terms for Biden and Trump, worst thing for U.S. U.S. voters say in a poll. Some 41% of registered voters surveyed said Trump winning a second term in 2024 would be the worst thing that could happen, while 39% said the same for Biden. 48% of those surveyed said Trump was a worse president than a successor. Meanwhile, 46% thought Biden is a better president than Trump was. Okay, okay. both of those mean the same. That's stupid. Trump was worse. Biden is better. Okay, effectively the same thing. 59% 59% of registered voters in the poll said Biden would be a weaker candidate in 2024 than he was in 2020, while 40% said the same of Trump. Here's what I think. I think maybe a Ron DeSantis is what we need. The only problem is the left doesn't care. The Democrats don't care. If Donald Trump says, you know what, I'm not going to run. I'm tired and I'm old. DeSantis is your guy. I endorse him. They will just say DeSantis is Hitler Jr., There is no moving past this. It is not about Trump. It's not about Biden. It's not. 
And these polls may be accurate. I'm not entirely sure. But I can tell you it doesn't matter. And the reason is, it is tribal ideology. On the culture war right, what do you have? You have libertarians. They don't like conservatives to, to a certain degree. But, you know, there's, there's agreement uh, in some areas. But the libertarians argue with conservatives all the time. But they can have conversations. You have the anti-establishment left, people like Jimmy Dore. He hates the Democrats, but he's not going. They call him right wing. No joke. He's a socialist. They call him right wing. He's not going to vote for Trump or Republicans. I'm fairly certain. You got Joe Rogan, middle of the road guy, not coming out saying vote Republican. On the culture war right, you have a spattering of various political ideologies coming together saying the left has gone insane. And on the left, you have authoritarian cult leaders who are looking to burn the country to the ground. They say the same thing of Trump. They say the same thing of MAGA. They say the same thing of the right, but they are wrong, my friends. And I need only give you a few examples to help you understand why this is actually reality. Jussie Smollett lied. They believed him. Russiagate was a hoax. They pushed it. They believed it. Ukraine gate was a hoax. These are all things that are definitively proven facts. Joe Biden is on camera telling a story that I went to the president of Ukraine and said, you're not getting the loans unless you fire the prosecutor. The only excuse they could muster was, well, it was in line with what U.S. foreign policy wanted. Oh, yeah. Hunter Biden just so happened to be on the board of Burisma, the founder of which the company was being investigated by that prosecutor. And after that prosecutor was fired, uh, the investigation stopped and the, that guy returned from uh, abroad to Ukraine. Isn't it funny how that works? Now, maybe Joe Biden wasn't actively trying to protect his son, but it was a definitive quid pro quo. He said it. It's on camera. And this is how you know. Hands up, don't shoot. Lie. Ahmed Arbery's story. They lynched him. Lie. Did you watch the trial? Lie, lie, lie. Trump says dumb things. He's wrong and he lies about stupid things. But I don't care. I've never been a staunch, ardent, MAGA-waving Trump supporter. When I voted for Trump in 2020, it was only at the last minute because of his school choice agenda and banning CRT, which is literally the praxis is illegal. And even then, within, within a year, I'm, I'm like, maybe DeSantis is a better option. But the people on the left are coming out saying like, of course, we don't like Joe Biden, but we will vote for anything the establishment supports. Listen, I would not blindly just vote for Donald Trump no matter what. And I think anybody who would blindly just vote for Joe Biden is insane. And the socialist anti-establishment, they claim, came out and said to vote for him. And what do you get? War, chaos, children dying, a crumbling economy, because they want revolution. They want the country to crumble. CNN skewing the, the tint was insane. They actually changed the color of the lights to some kind of magenta because they know it is terrifying what Joe Biden is doing. It looks despotic. This photo is nuts. Dark red background, fists raised, screaming that half the country is evil. Ah! Oh, man. V for Vendetta is trending. MAGA is trending. Pedo Hitler is trending. Last night, Joe Biden may as well have issued a declaration of civil war because that's what people are saying. He came out with the military, the Marines behind him and said, the other half of the country is evil. I think the establishment is evil. I don't think the left is evil. I think they're misinformed. 
I think a lot of the left are evil. I think the, the proselytizers, they know they're lying. They know they're manipulating. But you know what? It doesn't matter what I think. Certainly, I think many of these people are demonic and evil or whatever you want to call it. And they think the same of us. And that's all that matters. Morality, truth, objectivity do not matter in the face of tribal extremism. I don't think Trump represents the majority of Americans, but I think more people like MAGA in the Republican Party than they did in 2020 and 2018. He's winning people over. And this is why Joe Biden did this. They came out knowing they're losing. We are winning the culture war. Last week, we put out a song only ever wanted. And boy, are they losing their minds. We put out a song. It's got over a million hits on YouTube. It's only got like a hundred or something thousand on, on streaming platforms because obviously I'm on YouTube. People follow me. They're on YouTube. And so people watched on YouTube. And it's the easiest way to share the song. It's harder to share a Spotify playlist and things like that. But the left lost their minds and they started attacking us relentlessly because we're winning. When I released Will of the People in 2020, they didn't care at all. Song did really well. Political song. They didn't say anything. That was the first song we released. They said nothing. They were not threatened by it. And that's fine. I don't care. I put out the song because it's an interesting story about political revolution. In fact, many of the leftists said they, 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 they thought it was a, a good thing. When we put out Only Ever Wanted, they lost their minds. And I think the reason is it's, you know, with all due respect to myself, it is generic rock. Little emo. That's what freaked them out. When people start making culture that is not political, it's a threat. When the Daily Wire starts making movies that are not political, it's a threat. There was a thread where someone was like, I watched this movie, Run, Hide, Fight. It was really good. And then I found out it was Daily Wire and panicked and deleted the tweet and apologized to everybody because that's it. When these Marvel movies come out, you get these celebrities and they come out and they say something like, you know, Black Lives Matter and defund the police and vote Democrat. They use their celebrity in, in the arts industry to manipulate the people into voting for their political ideologies, to give them political power. When we come out and I do a song, and that's all it is. This song is not overtly political. It's literally just a love and pain song. Did you know I left you there? Staring at the heartache in your souls, your heart fell to pieces. And to the world you're leaving for, there's only one thing I want you to know. You can rest in peace, dear. Nothing political, fairly generic, perhaps. And they went nuts. They claimed the Daily Beast that were trying to lure people into the right wing world. <laughs> Natalie Portman came out and said defund the police because of her white privilege. And then someone tried to extort them on the street. Victims of crime, her, her, the crew for the show she's producing. These people are scared. Joe Biden is scared and they've become desperate. And so I will say this. Either intentionally or as an emergent phenomenon. This was opening the door to civil war in a way we've not seen yet. Because what Joe Biden needs to do to survive politically is up the rhetoric. It's not working. People don't listen. I have told them Trump is bad, but they didn't listen. So what do I got to do? I got to come out and scream and shake my hands with the military behind me with crimson lights and say they're a threat to this country. Mark my words. I know I'm making Biden seem a little more uh, um, tough than he really is because it was a really weird, boring speech. But my point is, exaggerations aside, he has to come out and up the rhetoric in order to rally more people, to squeeze every last drop of anger and fear 
out of his supporters, knowing that when he loses, and he will, he will be impeached. Probably not convicted, though. But we'll see what happens in 2024. I think at this point, it's important to point out the polls are wrong. The media lies. So what do you do? I don't know. DeSantis represents MAGA Republicans. Trump is the epitome of MAGA Republicans. So be it Trump or DeSantis, I do not see Joe Biden and his corrupt, crooked scumbag of an establishment class making it through this unscathed. They will be held accountable. Hopefully, hopefully, I can say. Crazy days, dark days, and Joe Biden, a desperate and despicable man. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. The Civil War is here. A quote from MSNBC's Tiffany Cross. The full context is, she said, some people would say that a civil war is coming. I would say that a civil war is here. In response to Joe Biden's speech last night, Democrat media activists are saying that this was a pre-war speech akin to what was said before the first civil war and before World War II. As Joe Biden came out and denounced all of Trump supporters as a threat to this country, as the White House has done so several times, people on Twitter on the left are gleefully cheering for what is possibly one of the darkest, most dangerous and divisive speeches that we've ever heard come from a president. Now, polling has been coming out for a long time, showing that many in America believe that a civil war is coming. But many are actually suggesting, and on the right, that last night was Joe Biden's declaration of civil war. Yeah, yeah, I think so. There's a video posted by a journalist from, I think he's from Huffington Post, showing police in the Capitol on January 6th yelling that they're not going to lose the Capitol today. And then people are banging on the door and there's violence. I think in 50 years, when they're writing about the second civil war, or whatever it is you want to call this, they're going to say that it, it, that it actually started in 2020 or maybe even 2016. They're going to say maybe, you know, Donald Trump's election was the precursor and 2020 was the start. They may even say January 6th. I mean, if you look at it from a historical perspective, if I were to tell you there's a civil war and then one of the early events in that civil war was a group of people trying to storm into the Capitol and stop the electoral vote count, you'd say, yeah, that sounds like that's when it started, right? Now, whatever your opinion is on January 6th, I'm not saying it's definitive. What I am saying is history is written by the winners. And in the future, they're going to write about this moment in whatever way the winners decide it should be written as. If Trump supporters end up winning the culture war and the civil war, they'll write that they were patriots. They'll write that they were unjustly prosecuted and perhaps a riot. And if the left wins, they'll write that Donald Trump staged a coup and an insurrection. It doesn't matter what your political ideology is. Set that one aside. What matters is that both sides now are recognizing there is no path forward. There isn't one. I've long believed that building culture would be the way to reunite this country. But you see, what's happening is the left is losing the culture war. They are. It's my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think so. They claim that when their shows suck, it's a review bomb. 
They claim that the right is just a fringe faction, but Donald Trump is overperforming in the polls. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And there's 74 million people who voted for him in 2020. No one really supported Joe Biden to such a degree. They just voted against Trump. So Trump supporters are growing. We'll see what happens now that Donald Trump's got a 92 percent endorsement success rate. I would I would believe that Donald Trump and the culture war right is winning. And for that reason, they will become violent and dangerous. And Joe Biden's speech last night is being heralded as a pre-war speech. I mean, they're outright saying it was a declaration of war. They're outright saying that civil war is coming. They're outright saying that this is just like right before the civil war began. The FBI is going after Trump. They're potentially targeting the lawyers of the former president. They've arrested the lawyer for the Oath Keepers. I think it's fair to see that we've not entered the hot conflict phase of a civil war, but law enforcement is using corrupt powers powers they technically don't have to target lawyers and people who oppose them. So it doesn't matter your political ideology. What matters is that people are willing to do whatever they want for power. It's begun. I don't know exactly how it will play out or where we will go, but I think it's important to note whether you agree or disagree. Mainstream high profile corporate press says the civil war is here. Before we get started, Head over to TimCast.com and become a member if you'd like to support our work as a member. You'll get access to exclusive segments on the TimCast IRL podcast, uncensored, Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m., as well as our other shows like Cast Castle and Tales from the Inverted World. Also, check out Pop Culture Crisis. But don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Let's get into the latest updates from Joe Biden's speech from Fox News. MSNBC's Eugene Robinson describes Biden's speech as urgent wartime address as network keeps evoking civil war. They say Washington Post columnist and MSNBC analyst Eugene Robinson described President Biden's polarizing Thursday speech in Philadelphia as an urgent wartime address, continuing MSNBC's recent fascination with a possible civil war. Shut up, Fox News, you pathetic weirdos. MSNBC is not wrong. You're free to hate them for their politics. But this is the stupidest writing ever. Their fascination with civil war. It has been talked about across the board from everyone left to right. And while the left and the right have their people who believe it may not happen, what Fox News is doing here is annoyingly stupid and just playing this MSNBC is so dumb. You're insane. This is the problem. MSNBC said it, so it must be wrong. Shut up. Robinson, during a Friday appearance on MSNBC's Morning Joe, echoed Biden's words when he noted that the United States is currently in a battle to preserve its democracy. He noted that he was unsure as to what motive or delusion so-called MAGA Republicans have that compels them to head down their authoritarian path. Oh, their authoritarian path. Yeah, mm -hmm, okay. Tell me more about how Kamala Harris helped bail out rioters and 
and, and these riots resulted in murder and death. He framed this as an emergency, as something that we as a nation need to bond together to stop to, to stop and to reverse and to return to our democratic principles and our democratic practices. And to me, it was an urgent wartime address. The Post columnist has made a number of eyebrow raising remarks in recent memory. A July 4th column following the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, Robinson compared abortion seekers to slaves attempting to flee for free states. Yes. And while I don't completely agree with the political, the politics behind this, the political ideology, I think he's still right. We are on opposing ends of the spectrum. We interviewed Stephen Marsh. He is more establishment left. He's Canadian, but he wrote a book called The Next Civil War. We agree that's where we're going. He's wrong about his facts. I mean, it's just, no, seriously. He puts out a video where, I mean, look, Stephen Marsh is right about a lot of what he's seeing, but he's heavily biased in favor of the authoritarianism and the establishment. And the way he described it was actually pretty apt. He said, it is a multicultural democracy and a constitutional republic in the same space, and they both can't survive. Fair point. I believe in a constitutional republic. He believes in a multicultural democracy. Well, he's Canadian, so. It feels like civil war is here, Cross said. Yeah, well, she said, I would say a civil war is here. That's that's a bit more definitive. Fox is trash. The host made a similar claim last month when she guest hosted for MSNBC's The Readout. People keep saying a civil war is coming. I would say a civil war is here, she said. We have another article. MSNBC historian compares Biden's speech to Lincoln, FDR before civil war and World War II. They are effectively saying what Joe Biden did was declare war. You don't come out and say, just like Abraham Lincoln in 1860. That was a pre-war declaration. Well, I think Abraham Lincoln was campaigning in 1860. He became president in 1861. MSNBC historian Michael Beschloss explained Thursday that President Biden's speech in Philadelphia was inspired by presidential speeches before two of America's biggest wars. 1860, this country was in big jeopardy. It was splitting apart, a house divided, slavery or non-slavery. And Lincoln cast the election of 1860 by saying the house can't stand, half slave free, we've got to choose. He then moved on to talk about President Franklin D. Roosevelt. In 1940, when Franklin Roosevelt was running for a third term, Just as you mentioned, Roosevelt didn't say the paramount issue this year is the minimum wage, although that was pretty important, or whether Texans get an oil depletion allowance or something like that, like this. He said, look, these are all important, but what really what is really at stake at this moment is whether our children are going to get to live in an American democracy, especially with Hitler and the fascists looming in Europe and marching. Yeah, and um, both of those speeches were precursors to major war. Beschloss then claimed that he and fellow historians explained to Biden in the meeting, this is like 1860, this is like 1940. You have to talk about the large issue in the room. And just as Lincoln gave the House divided speech, just as Roosevelt gave a speech on the State of the Union about the four freedoms, as you well know, 1941, here is the time when President Biden has chosen. He said he did not help Biden write the speech himself, but credited his team for convincing Biden that this is an historic moment. What you heard, I think, comes of that. Here's a clip from Karine Jean-Pierre, Robbie Starbuck tweets. Let me uh, actually, you know what? I want to make sure I can give you the full context. I'm going to play some of this audio for you. 
station. There actually, is no I don't think let's the audio is actually playing. At this point, I do think we have to have serious okay. conversations around preparing for actual violence. Uh, people keep saying a civil war is coming. I would say a civil war is here. And I don't mean to be hyperbolic. We can look at what has happened just in the past week alone since all this has happened. We've had two people try to declare war with FBI field offices. I think it's a fair point. Doesn't matter your politics. But let's play this clip from Corrine uh, Jean-Pierre. And again, we see majority of Americans who disagree. And so when you are not with where majority of Americans are, then, you know, that is extreme. That is an extreme way of thinking. No, it isn't. That's not what extreme means. 49% is not extreme. It's actually average. This is one of the worst press secretaries I've ever seen. And she's awful. But I'd like to point out that more people hate Joe Biden. I should say disapprove of Joe Biden than approve of him. So to make that claim is patently absurd. You are thereby calling yourselves extreme. Insane. Robbie says democracy is two wolves and a sheep voting on what they should eat for lunch. We aren't a democracy. Well, here's more sentiment. Joe Biden said Donald Trump and MAGA Republicans are a threat to the very soul of this country. No, that's you, you decrepit, spineless old pervert. You know, I've got my issue with the diehard MAGA MAGA Trump supporters. They're worthy of criticism, same as anybody else. But you are a despotic nightmare of a man. You are both simultaneously authoritarian and deluded, incapable. But what you represent is the corporate establishment, the uniparty corruption. And it's funny to see Vosh suckling the teat of the establishment, because I'll say this to you, Vosh. You are you are not old enough to understand. And you said it to me when you came on the show, you didn't know anything about Joe Biden. Well, when Obama killed the first child, And first American citizen, those of us who lived through it, said, hey, maybe these are bad people. Now, Donald Trump's bad in a lot of ways, too. Certainly think so. But I will take what you think is the crumbling of the the establishment over the establishment. I remember the lies of the Obama administration and the extrajudicial assassinations of American citizens. And I see Vosh cheering for it. And when I asked him about it, he says, I was too young. I don't know. I don't know. And therein lies the problem. Well, I can't necessarily blame him. For those unfamiliar, he's, he's a prominent leftist uh, commentator. I can't necessarily blame him for being too young to remember. But it's fascinating. This is how this country operates. Young people with no experience come in and then vote based on the whims of social movements. As for me, I said yes to Obama in 2008 and no to him in 2012 because he's a psychotic murderer who killed American citizens without charge or trial, namely Anwar al-Awlaki and Abdurrahman al-Awlaki. Now, you can say everything you want about Anwar al-Awlaki, who was a jihadist who hated America. He was still an American citizen, and American citizens must be charged and face trial. Instead, he blew him up. But let's talk about Abdul Rahman, a 16-year-old American citizen who was at a civilian cafe in Yemen, and they blew him up. I believe his statement to terrorists, we will kill your children. Psychotic, fascistic despotism from a scumbag like Barack Obama and his corrupt VP, Joe Biden. 
And so it's fascinating to watch people who aren't smart enough to go back and watch and read about this. Cheer it on. Okay, dude. I'm just I'm sorry, man. I can respect any disagreement on policy positions. I think, you know, Vosh is a is a well-read individual when perhaps it comes to that. But to come out and cheer for this, what did Donald Trump do? End the wars? No new wars? Man, Lawrence Tribe tweets. This moment is akin to 1860 or 1940. The two points in our past when we faced existential threats from anti-democratic forces of domination and subordination. As though as at those times, those who believe we shall overcome will prevail if we keep the faith and work our hearts out. These people are just so deeply insane and evil. Hey, F. Joe Biden is trending. How about that? A second civil war in the U.S. 43% of Americans think it's likely in the next 10 years. I don't care for this poll because I've already seen like 50 of them all saying the exact same thing to varying degrees that a civil war is coming. And you know what? If it happens and they write about it, you know what I tell people? We can't see the forest for the trees. You're in the forest. You don't realize you are. So you look around, you say, I just see a bunch of trees. And someone's trying to tell you the big picture. You're in the forest, brother. And when you come out and say you're in a civil war, friend, you best start believing in civil war stories. You're in one. They say, no, we're not. That's so absurd. Civil war. What are you talking about? Yeah. When history looks back and takes account of everything that happened, they're going to be like, yep, civil war. It's fascinating to me that I could say these things. I love I love how every week it gets worse, too. I like the line. If I went back in time in 2015 and told you that in seven years time, seven years time, Donald Trump would be out as president. A thousand plus people will have tried to break into the Capitol with several hundred actually getting in. Not everybody violent, though. The FBI would be going to people's homes and arresting them and putting them in solitary confinement, some for almost two years. That Donald Trump would claim the election was stolen. That people would be marching in the streets, fighting each other. That the FBI would would raid the home of the former president. That people would be calling for the indictment and impeachment, that the president would be impeached twice. If I were to tell you that the president of the United States would get up and say half of this country is a threat to our democracy. If I were to tell you that a man with a Black Lives Matter tattoo would would have his gun ready in hand, see a Trump supporter and put two in his chest on a Portland street, who would have believed any of it? And I know they wouldn't have. Because I was saying this in 2017 and 18, and people were saying to me it was impossible. The security state won't allow it. Now, half the country thinks it's coming. Poll after poll shows around half the country says civil war is coming. Now everyone seems to think so. Who would have thought Joe Biden would give a speech so psychotic, so deranged and so dangerous? Yeah, well, I don't know what to tell you, man. Eric Weinstein. He says, I just don't see any path back, at least tonight. I was not looking forward to the speech, and it was bad. We seem determined to continue to unravel this amazing country. Going to go listen to some live blues where no one cares about race. Thankfully, there's a two drink minimum. It's fascinating. I said this very thing four years ago. Maybe I was lucky, you know, 
You get a bunch of monkeys in a room and eventually uh, you, you, get, you give a bunch of monkeys typewriters and eventually one of them will write Shakespeare, right? A broken clock is right twice a day. Eric Weinstein saying, I don't see a path back. I said this years ago. And I'm not trying to take credit or anything or act like I'm, I'm more perceptive or whatever. It's that I think people aren't paying attention. Shout out to Joe Rogan again. I know I brought it up a million times. He said Tim Pool came on the show a few years ago. He said this like a week or two ago and said there was going to be he thinks we're headed towards a civil war. And I thought oh, he's crazy. You know, come calm, calm down, man. Now I think he might be right. You know, it's funny. When Joe Rogan said that, he had already recorded that episode. And that morning, a man tried breaking into an FBI field office in Ohio, thinking that he could breach bulletproof glass. He could not. And then he was killed. Joe said that before even knowing about that story. Joe said that. And then only a few weeks later, we get the Joe Biden story, the Joe Biden speech, where he condemns half the country. Eric Weinstein presents it as such. He says, one overarching reaction, the speech was one third of a speech. There are three groups threatening the U.S. democracy, threatening U.S. democracy. I don't like that phrase, democracy. It's ridiculous. No one can give the needed speech until they out all three groups. Eric is wrong. He says there's the extractocrats, which is the establishment Democrats and GOP, the armed wing of each faction, which is the Magistan and Wokistan. And then the culture war is the core of Wokistan and Magistan. He's wrong. I mean, it, it's, it's close. I don't think Eric pays, it, pays enough attention. He's a very smart man. But I don't think he knows enough about what's happening to accurately see the forest or, you know, for the trees. Or, I mean, you don't see the forest for the trees. What I mean to say is, Magistan is wrong. I am not MAGA. Maybe a little bit. It's nuanced. I think MAGA is better than anything else because they at least believe in free speech, <clears throat> American values, things that made our families safe and made our lives better, raised, lifted people out of poverty. Wokistan, the woke far left. <clears throat> Not every single person on the left is woke. The Democrats, many of them don't like woke, but they still align with it. And Magistan are not armed extremists. It's insane. Yes, they are proud boys. They go out and they fight Antifa, but they're not walking around lining up buildings with guns sometimes, but rarely. Wokistan also has Antifa. So I get the point he's trying to make. But Wokistan and Magistan need to just be culture war left, culture war right. And of course, they're more politically active than the extractocrats, the Democrats and the GOP. But the right are cowards. I'm sorry, that's the reality. I'm not saying every single person on the right, but that is for the most part the reality. I don't know if I have um, the post pulled up. I don't think so. But there was a letter Jesse Kelly published. <clears throat> I think it was Jesse Kelly. Someone said that they're in uh, military academy. And that every day everyone just talks about how evil Trump is and white privilege and all that stuff. And he says, I won't say anything because I'm a coward. That's what he said. The left aren't cowardly, but they are stupid. On average, they're ignorant of what's going on, but they're not cowardly. Taco Bell worker was wearing a Black Lives Matter mask. And... Uh, they told him, take it off or you'll be fired. And he said, no, I won't take it off. And they said, then you'll be fired. And he says, then fire me. So they did. He made a video. He got his job back. Taco Bell said, we're so sorry. You can wear your mask. Trump supporters, what do they do? I, I better not say anything because then I'll lose my job. Not all of them, obviously. But too many of them. Too many of the ones that have influence and power that have talked to me about how they agree. And there's the meme. They whisper, I completely agree with you as they set the fire 
to torch the woman. That's the meme. In the FBI, split factions, but too many agents won't speak up because they're scared. Look, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be mean, but it's true. Now, I know a lot of you listening aren't that. I'm not talking to you, but I think y'all recognize that there are a lot of people who just won't speak up. Some people say it's just too hard. You know, I'll lose my job. Okay, that's true. I feel for you, man. I, I mean it sincerely. I'm, I don't, I don't, it's scary, right? Okay. You will lose your job if you speak up, probably. If you don't speak up, you'll lose your family. You'll lose your job too. Do you think that when these psychopaths win, you're safe? No, you'll lose your job. These people seem to think that you've got this row of houses with death going to each door and knocking and then ejecting people. But if you keep your head down, he'll pass right over your house. Well, I put a rainbow flag above my door so that judgment would pass over me. Not going to happen. People try it. You see these photos out of Germany. All the windows are smashed up. Save one. It's got an Antifa sign in the window. Go to Berkeley. The businesses all have leftist ideology in the windows. And I was at a bar and I asked the bartender because I had an anti-Trump thing. And I was like, you guys really hate Donald Trump, huh? And the lady was like, no, I don't know. And then I was like, then why do you have a sign calling him a pig? And they were like, so they don't smash our windows. And I went, wow. Lady told me how her friend of hers, I think she got physically attacked and seriously injured by a mob of psychopathic Antifa types. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Here we are, my friends. The escalation is upon us. Okay, so I do have the Jesse Kelly thing. Let me, let me show you. He says, I thought I should add some perspective to last night. F-15 threats and then that speech, but I still see so much the military would never cope out there. I get emails like this all the time. You do not know what's happening to your military. If Biden told them to go, they'd go. Yes. You know, the right may be winning the culture war, but if the left becomes desperate and, and, and they're already deranged and decides to use violence, I think they, have a, they stand a good chance of winning. It's funny. People on the right are like, but we have all the guns. No, you don't. The National Guard has the guns. They have select fire rifles. You have AR-15s. I mean, you know, your AR-15 ain't bad, 5.56, five, but uh, you don't have the capabilities of the military. And then people think we're not going to fight with the military. What do you think is going to happen when Joe Biden arrests Donald Trump and then targets you? Do you think they won't come after you? You know, when I was younger, I didn't believe this. I remember, you know, I, I, I would hear stuff from like Alex Jones. I'd see stuff online and they'd say the military will come for you. And I'd be like, no, they won't. That's so dumb. Like a guy in the military is going to be like, they're all just attacking American citizen. I was like, get out of here. I was like, I don't believe it. I like the military. 
And then I actually met people in the military and they told me, oh, yeah, I said, if 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 you were ordered to, you know, fire on a group of American citizens, would you do it? And they went, yeah. And I was like, without question, they're like, yeah, why? Yeah, I don't. And this is what they said to me. I don't know why I'm being told to do it. I trust my chain of command. If there's a threat and they say, stop them now, we do it. Yes. But I mean, think about it reasonably. I'm not trying to condemn the armed forces in its entirety, even though they are going woke. If you are in a, a combat unit and you see someone coming towards you and then you've got a commanding officer who says, take them out, move now. Are you going to be like, why commanding officer? I don't know. Maybe this guy's all right. And then kaboom, shoots at you, blows up, whatever happens. No, you have training. You follow your orders when you're in combat situations. I just watched a video of cops opening, opening a guy's door. He sits up in his bed and they shoot him right away. And they said, we were scared. And you think that if they mobilize the National Guard, they wouldn't shoot you? Come on, dude. Here's the letter. Dr. Jesse, best doctor behind Fauci and Biden. I was a junior leader in the military. I am a junior leader in the military. I'm currently in an academic setting. I go to class and every day we talk about how white people suck, how America is evil and how Trump needs to go to prison. It isn't the instructors, not the curriculum. That stuff is stuck in about 2010 or 1985, depending on the slideshow. I believe the instructors are right wingers. It's the students. The students talk about this. There's only one open conservative and he gets mercilessly mocked by the lefties. He goes on to say, I worry about our future. I worry about my future, my family's future. Every day I wonder whether or not I should get out and work a normal job. I'm afraid either way and a coward. Not really looking for advice. Stay safe out there, Miles. Miles, you are a coward. I'm sorry. I don't say that to be mean. I don't say that as an insult. I say that to acknowledge you are correct. You are staring as evil grows and all that is required for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. And as you do nothing, I hope you accept that. That I hope in the future these people look back and say, I was a coward. Man, even uh, Timothy Chalamet, I don't know who he is, but he says, societal collapse is in the air due to social media. Agreed. Mark Ruffalo in an interview said, "What a time with the time we're living in and heading towards, the future feels more precarious than any other, any other time. So I don't know. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but I hope I'm still around to do it. That is, play the Hulk. Even these actors don't know if it's going to happen. Joe Biden is effectively declaring war. I just think all of you need to go out and vote. I, I know I really do mean it. I think violence is wrong. Violence is bad. And the best example is this. On 5-29-2020, the left insurrected at the White House. And the police came out and crushed the riot. So who was the bad guy? The police. The media came out and condemned the police. On January 6th, the police stood around. Not all of them. A lot of them were fighting. But a lot of them were standing around. Some even opened the doors. And then the Trump supporters were the ones who got in. So who are the bad guys? The Trump supporters. Violence makes you the bad guy in our current state of fifth generational warfare. They can justify anything and they can take action against you. Right now, the fear is that Biden's speech is meant to goad right wingers into acts of violence, or at least, should it be a false flag or otherwise, make people believe that Trump supporters actually are going to go out and engage in extreme violence because they're the true threat. Yeah, well, Biden already tried walking it back a little bit. I don't consider any Trump supporter a threat to the country. No, just MAGA Republicans. Yeah, 
Nice attempt at walking things back. We have this tweet here. Sean Agnew says the internals on last night must be brutal. Yeah, I think so. I think the photo showing Joe Biden screaming fists raised with a red background and a military behind him freaked them out. And they went, we went went too far on that one. I think you might see a bunch of independents being like, oh, please, no, stop this. The Democrats hurt themselves, seriously hurt themselves. Feeding into the delusions and the Trump derangement syndrome for what? Michael Knoll says the purpose of Putin's speech on 221 was to justify his invasion of Ukraine which began three days later. The purpose of Biden's speech last night was to justify the arrest of his predecessor and top rival, which after the Mar-a-Lago raid could happen any day and seems more likely than not. I certainly agree. The National Review says why yesterday's DOJ filing suggests a Trump indictment is coming. Well, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Darren Beatty says from Biden's speech, it's obvious that they will indict Trump. A big goal of theirs is to incite violence in Trump's name. Don't take the bait. I responded. The plan was to prop up MAGA Republicans in the primary so they could demonize them and win the general. They spent a lot of money pushing the ideas of what they called MAGA Republicans, hoping that Trump supported and Trump endorsed candidates would win. Surprise, surprise, Trump endorsements are through the roof. 92% success rate. Now they need to make sure MAGA is evil. So here's what I predict. A couple things could happen. One, they'll indict Trump. Because a lot of people today believe the nonsense of if Trump didn't do anything wrong, he wouldn't have been arrested. Sure, you're innocent until proven guilty, but this will work on people. The next, whether it's a deranged Trump supporter or a false flag, whatever you want to call it, I think it's very likely that we will see a Trump, a Trump supporter right winger engage in some kind of serious violence. And then right before the midterms, they will say, you see what they're doing? We need to stop them. Trump's in jail and, and, and his supporters just did this thing. The Trump supporters will claim it's a false flag. The left will claim it's legitimate. Doesn't matter if it is or isn't. I think something like that is on the horizon. That's why Darren Beatty is saying, don't take the bait. Well, depends on what you think. I think people are insane. I think there are stupid people, and I think they, they will take the bait. Donald Trump recently said, if he gets elected, he's considering pardons for everybody. January 6. I mean, honestly, I think Trump should just pardon like almost everybody. Marijuana offense at the federal level, pardon them all. Seriously, Trump, if Trump came out and said, if I am elected in 2024, for 2020, 2025, I am going to pardon everybody. It's not actually a Trump impersonation. I'm actually doing an impersonation of Seamus doing a Trump impersonation. That's how I actually do it. But if Donald Trump came out and said that, I mean, I think he'd win tremendously, and I think he should. What they're saying now is this proves Trump has to be stopped because he's trying to pardon people who attempted to overthrow the country. Oh, yeah, a few hundred people standing in a building. That'll do it. How weak do you think this country is? Come on. But that is where I think we are headed. That's my prediction. MSNBC saying civil war is here. Joe Biden effectively giving a pre-war speech, so they say. These are declarations. And if you can't see the forest for the trees, I get it. But step back and think about where you are and don't be a frog in a boiling pot. I mean, look at what's going on. Aaron Danielson shot twice in the chest, killed. Donald Trump calling for an election do-over. 48 states involved in a lawsuit over unconstitutional election practices in 2020. 
And the Supreme Court rejected hearing it on the merits, just saying no. I mean, these things are unprecedented. The FBI raiding a former president's home. Take a look around and see where you are, man. I'll tell you what I've been talking about. Property in other countries. I'm not joking. I don't care if people think I'm stupid or crazy or otherwise. You can think whatever you want about me. I went on Jack Dorsey's show. Uh, I, was, I went on Joe Rogan's show with Jack Dorsey. At the end, I said, if they keep doing this, it's going to drive us towards civil war. And they did keep doing it. And they're still doing it. The New York Post. White House and big tech colluded to censor misinformation. Apparently every week they were having meetings about how to censor people. Insane. This is where things are going. So I said, if they keep doing it, and where did we end up? From that point, 2019, look at all that's happened. And I had people saying, so where's the civil war, Tim? And I went on January 6th, several hundred Trump supporters were fighting with cops. And they went, oh, yeah, if you, the lefties, they laughed at the idea. Now they're saying January 6th. Oh, no. What did I say? You thought I was wrong? Well, I was right. They don't want to admit it. So I mentioned building a van, a bug out van. Now I'm thinking, there are times throughout history when we've heard people would flee their countries when things got bad. And I mean bad in terms of like mass executions, okay? For the time being, I don't, I don't think that if I, 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 I'm not actually, you know, I'm looking at property in other countries. I mean, I'm actually going to do it. But I think it's something to start thinking about. Start thinking about where your family is in other countries to, to, to get away if you have to, but not flee before we've had a chance to stop this. Because I will make one thing abundantly clear. The reason he gave this speech is because he's scared and they're losing. So now is the time to win. In a couple months, we will vote in the midterms. And the Republicans will get in and just enough of them will try to hold them to account. And if they can do a good enough job and Trump wins in 2024 or DeSantis, maybe we will actually put an end to this through a procedural process, an electoral process. And that is the ideal. But I will tell you, if Trump supporters get violent, they will lose in two seconds. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. The other day I talked about Mark Ruffalo being interviewed about playing the Hulk. He said he didn't know if he'd be able to do it in the future because of the way things are going, and he didn't know if he'd be around. He didn't know if there would be a world that would exist to allow him to do this. And I'm kind of like, is dude saying the apocalypse is happening or that he's going to die or something like that? Now, pick your poison. Maybe it's climate change. You know, maybe Mark Ruffalo is saying, like, the world will melt down. Maybe he's saying World War Three, Ukraine and Russia. Maybe he's saying civil war. He did say a world that allows it. So maybe he's talking about something, I don't know, a bit crazier. But I'm going to tone things down to the street level, right? You see, we're talking about the MCU. And in the MCU, they have the galactic planetary levels and they have the street level. And they say Spider-Man's a street level hero. What we have here, She-Hulk, Get Woke, Go Broke, one of the worst shows ever put out, The Collapse of Society, is exemplified not in the speech of a president, but in the absurdity and psychosis that surrounds any and everything. Now, there's a lot to talk about pertaining to Joe Biden and the, 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 the rhetoric that he had last night. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save that for, for my 4 p.m. segment. And with this one, I want to talk to you about She-Hulk, why it's completely like just absolutely awful. But also, this is a, this is a, a microcosm of the macrocosm. 
what we're seeing now with the review bombing, they're calling it, of She-Hulk is that there are people who can just never accept they're wrong. And I don't care if you're on the left or the right. I really, really don't. I certainly think, you know, you guys know my opinion on politics. I think the establishment's full of crap. And that includes Republicans and Democrats. I think they're lying all the time. But what I mean to say is we're at a point where even if you are right, you're not going to convince the other side. So I'll tell you this. She-Hulk is a garbage show. I really liked the first episode. I I thought the second episode was okay, And the third episode was just so awful. And what they're saying now is that the people who are review bombing it are doing it in bad faith or whatever stupid nonsense. And that that is the cult unable to maintain itself. Ah, yes. Bounding into comics has the story. She-Hulk cast and crew ecstatic over twerking cameo from Megan Thee Stallion. She really fit into the whole ethos of what we're doing with the show. Okay, is it, what are we doing? to the cast and crew of Marvel's She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, the cameo from Megan Thee Stallion fit into the show, blah, blah, blah. The WAP artist made her Marvel Cinematic Universe debut in the series' third episode, The People vs. Emil Blonsky, whose B-plot sees Jennifer Walters' former co-worker Dennis Bukowski hire the Superhuman Law Division of GLKNH for representation in suing his ex-girlfriend, a new Asgardian light elf named Runa, for having used her shape-shifting abilities to deceive him into thinking he was dating the real Megan. All right, let's start with just why this is really, really awful. Could it be the awful twerking cameo? Not funny, just weird. They don't know what they're doing. So here's what happens. Wong is in this. You guys know Wong from all of these other movies. They made him a joke. They made him kind of insane. And the jokes don't work. The show is the the MCU itself is falling apart. And it feels like society is falling. You know, it's weird. From in the beginning, we got Iron Man. It was a movie. What was that? 2008? Just a movie. And over time, the MCU has been plagued by just cringe level inability to do work. I don't think it necessarily has a lot to do with... The creative aspect, so much it has to do with the meritocratic aspect of a generation of millennials who just suck at what they do. I mean, that, that's, that's just it. This was bad. Everything was a weird joke. You're wondering how stupid everybody is in the whole episode. And so I would say this. I come out when the show, come, you know, the show, the show launches and I'm like, eh, I think it's funny. It's, it's all right. After watching that episode, I was just like, dude. That was some of the worst trash I've ever seen. The CGI was insanely bad, insanely. I'm talking Shrek level worse. I'm not exaggerating. And I actually liked the first episode. I thought it was funny. You know, you had that you had that scene with the Hulk smirking at her as she talks about guys catcalling her or whatever. And it was funny. And everybody talked about it. But, you know, they smash the bar and they joke about it. This is where we are in the culture. It doesn't matter whether it's good or bad. You can actually call out something that's bad and you will be told it's specifically because of your politics. But I got to say, I think this is more indicative of the culture war left than the right. For example, I liked the first two episodes. The first episode better than the second. The third episode was trash. I'd give it a bad rating. They argue at the Hindu.com review bombing of shows and movies like She-Hulk and Turning Red is ruining the credibility of online ratings. I mean, we have a bunch with this as well from Bustle. How did Miss Marvel end up with such a low audience score? Review bombing explained. No, your shows are garbage. I love it. 
Guys, I've been talking about the importance of culture. And I got to be honest, after uh, after seeing the speech from Joe Biden yesterday, I'm not sure this is everything we're doing is the right investment anymore. We've been trying to build culture. We've been doing Cast Castle. We've been testing the inverted world. Now we're doing music. We've got pop culture crisis. And you know, and I, I really thought if we start building up a culture that is apolitical and, you know, our sphere of influence would have just straight AP style reporting and facts. That's what TimCast.com is. Even our detractors call it that. That maybe we can create a space to get away from all of the insanity. And then Joe Biden did his speech and I thought, with everything we have, we should be investing in, I don't know, like a bunker somewhere. I'm not even joking. We are beyond the point where people flee countries. Now, I, you know, I'm in this headspace where me and everybody else, every single news story is about one thing. And I'm like, no, we're going to save the overt political stuff. But this is what I see. We put out a song. And as you guys know by now, because we did the massive you know, week, they, they attack it no matter what it is. But our ratings are really good. Our thumbs up are like 95%. Most people who have engaged with the song have either said, well made, not for me, or I really like it. And then you get the left just screaming and trying to pound on the table and they hate you. Then they put out garbage content like Miss Marvel and She-Hulk. Genuinely bad content. And they demand you like it. Why? It's a cult. Let me show you some reviews. We'll start with Miss Marvel, and then I'll talk about how bad that is. Miss Marvel, it's split. 3.4 out of 5 stars. You can see 5 stars is, you know, about 50%. 1 star is about 40%, and then you've got 2, 3, and 4 somewhere in the middle. She-Hulk, you can see it's inverted. About fi- it's about 55, 60% 1 star reviews. About 30% 5 star reviews, and then 2, 3, 4 make up the rest. She-Hulk, legitimately bad. Like, it just, I'm at the point where I'm like, this is, is just gotten so bad. Rotten Tomatoes, 88%. Isn't it funny how this works? You can see the divide, and the divide is clear. And this is the point I want to get to. With these shows, they're doing a bad job. But the establishment and the institutions operate based off of lying to you. They always have. It's worse now because these people have no, no talent for what they do. What do we get with Miss Marvel? Have you guys watched it? In Miss Marvel, she finds a, um, what is it called? A, a dongle? A bangle? Is that what it is? A bangle? Uh, it's like a wristband that grants her powers. It activates her gin spirit and allows her to control hard light, they call it. Well, the original Miss Marvel, I guess, well, I don't know about original, but in the comics, she's just stretchy. You know, so I played the Avengers video game and she can embiggen, she just expands or whatever. In this, they make it that she can like manipulate light or whatever. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But the whole show was just teeny bopper exposition, and I was bored with it. Hey, that's just me. I'm a 36-year-old man. I don't need to see the high school adventures of a 16-year-old. And I'm not ragging on the show for that reason. I'm saying, you know, more power to the people who, like, actually, you know, that relates to them. Not for me. I'm not going to watch it. The problem I had, however, what made the show bad, bad. You know, because, like, just because I don't like it doesn't mean it's bad. But what made it actually bad was that it was basically, you know, a, a season of one episode of Magic School Bus as she travels back in time to partition India and Pakistan. I had someone comment and they were like, partition, what is that, Tim? Do you mean apartheid? And I'm like, partition, dude, India and Pakistan. 
That's what the show is about. And I got to be honest, I only really know about it because I wouldn't shut up about it. This is what it is. They make content so they can spike you with their cultural war crap. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I wrote a song. Call it generic. Call it whatever you want. It's about making culture. But yeah, I got to say at this point, I don't know if any of this matters, to be completely honest. After hearing Joe Biden's speech the other night, you know, I do think they're losing and they're panicking. But panicky people who are losing don't just disappear. They go nuts. And they do wield the power of of law enforcement right now. And I don't think they'll go quietly into that good night. And so I thought to myself, maybe we should be investing in, you know, like uh, bunkers or property in other countries. You think I'm kidding. I am not kidding. I went on Joe Rogan's show a while ago and I mentioned getting a van to bug out in. And I'm like, you know, y'all don't realize where this is heading. I do. I did. And it's funny because people are acting like now, you know, we're not going there. This is the point I want to get to. Let me try and keep it on topic with, you know, She-Hulk and that. And the cultural issues instead of the political issues. How did Miss Marvel end up with such a low audience score? Here's what they say. Blah, 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 blah. Forbes and Axios have recently reported on claims of review bombing. They say IMDb investigation shows the second highest amount of votes, 20% of the time, were given the one run rating score. Blah, blah. Critics and fans alike have claimed the hostility is a small but vocal minority in the racist and sexist corner of the fandom. Uh Uh-huh. Not only is this racist white replacement nonsense, it's hypocritical given all the harassment Larson got. It's perpetual racism and sexism. The show's bad, but these people are in a cult. And so for them, the message is more important than the content. It is like uh, a religion. Their goal is to proselytize, to preach the good word that is critical race theory, intersectionality, or critical gender theory, or whatever. If it preaches the good word, it's a good show. If it isn't funny or entertaining, it doesn't matter. But for those of us that live in the real world, we like jokes and we like entertainment. And if it isn't entertaining and it's overly preachy, we are not entertained. We are bored by it. This is the divide. And the reason why I want to talk about this is, for one, I really just want to say, uh, I really wanted the opportunity to talk about how bad She-Hulk is. Um, the third episode particularly just really, really bad. They make everybody really stupid. The character, I just, it's, it's insane. The jokes all fall flat. They ruined the character of Emil Blonsky. Like, come on, man. They had such a tremendous opportunity and they danced with it. So in the show, Emil Blonsky was a, a character from the first Hulk movie back in, you know, 2007 or whatever with Edward Norton. And he's given the super soldier serum, which turns him into the abomination so that he can fight Hulk. I think that's what it was. I don't know. Whatever. It's been a long time. 14 years. But anyway, in this, he wants parole. And his lawyer's asking him, like, why would you get it? And he says, I thought I was the good guy. I was trying to stop the, the, the Hulk. He was the bad guy. And they gave me the serum and it made me go nuts. I wasn't expecting to be a criminal or a madman. He was a soldier. He was like, I was a soldier. And I was like, that's a really, really good angle. Roll with that. Instead, they went with he's a hippie weirdo writing haikus and he's got seven. He's a polygamist or some, you know, whatever. And it's just like. Because it doesn't matter. Making good content doesn't matter to these people anymore. The CGI was so bad, it was worse than Shrek. And I'm not trying to be cute. It actually was worse than Shrek. The thing about Shrek is the CGI was meant to be hokey and cartoony. 
But I'm talking about the way the bodies move, like jostling around, like, and the, and the mouth moves, like, I was, my mind was blown when she's like, I am a lawyer and I have to try and get this guy off. And I'm like, just, just put her in green paint. It'll look better. But the show is objectively bad. And they're claiming that the only reason people are, are hating on it is because they're racist and sexist. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> the lies, man. I live in the real world. You can make a bad thing, but the institution, the establishments have to just keep maintaining this facade because I'll show you this. Here's Loki. 4.8. Everybody loved Loki. I did too. I thought it had some problems, but it was okay. I was a bit unenthused by the ending. Then we have Hawkeye. A little bit more one-star reviews, but a 4.4. I liked Hawkeye. Again, it had its problems, but it was okay. You know, they introduced this... Um, what, 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 I don't have a character. Kate Bishop. There you go. Kate Bishop. She's an archer. She wants to be like Hawkeye. And you had a female hero and she's, you know, learning with Hawkeye. And I liked it. I thought it was good. Here's what people need to understand to drive this point home. You have the introduction of a female main character being mentored by the male Avenger. What do they do with She-Hulk? A female character taking after the male Avenger, and everyone hates it because they made a garbage show. People don't like it. It's not review bombing. Here's what I think. I think a generation inherited the wealth of their parents. They don't know how to maintain it, and now it's falling apart. Instead of accepting that they're bad at what they do, they use money and influence in institutions to tell everyone they're actually just good and racists are the reason people don't like it. Dude, I liked the first episode. I did. I liked it a lot. I wouldn't give it an 8 out of 10, maybe a 6.5, but that's a lot. Not a great deal, I guess. And this is, this is where culture is, I suppose. Twerking, canned humor, feminism. It's just, it's just bashing you in the face. She got the Ruth Bader Ginsburg bobblehead or whatever. And I'm like, fine, whatever. She's a lawyer. She can like what she wants. But this has been going on for some time. And I think where we're at now is we're just reaching the, the, the climax. This is it. The MCU is falling apart. It was a great cultural endeavor, but it was a reboot. The MCU was just taking old ideas and then rehashing them. And I liked it. You know, it's falling apart now. But where's the original content? So this is what we did with Timcast. We wanted to make culture to just be like, we'll push back on it. We're not coming out of the gate trying to make Hollywood level stuff. Cast Castle has its has its bumps or whatever, but you know, we just do our thing. Some people were like, Tim, you made a bad song. And I'm like, I don't whatever. Not everybody likes everything. I just made a song. I put it out. The fact that I have followers means that I should expect national level scrutiny on a song that I wrote. It's kind of stupid, but sure. People don't like me, so they'll find a reason to hate whatever it is I do. We just want to make content. We want to learn and grow. 
And following the launch of these shows, we've been reached out to by more prominent individuals in these industries to help make them better. And that's a good thing. But here's where I'm at now. Looking at the collapse of culture and these insane lies about, you know, review bombing or whatever, and it's just bad content. And then looking at the political aspects of things, you've got uh, this guy, what's his name? Timothy Chalamet. I don't know who he is, but he's saying that he thinks society is collapsing. You've got Mark Ruffalo saying he doesn't know if he's going to be able to do these jobs in the future because of what's happening. And I kind of just feel like everyone agrees, be it the cultural or political space, everything's coming into a singularity of collapse. And so with everything we're doing, we're going to keep doing it. But I really, after seeing what Joe Biden said yesterday, as much as I think they are losing, no, no joke. It makes me feel like we're, we're on the precipice. You know, some people are mentioning that Joe Biden gave a speech and then three months later there was uh, some insane, like he, he gives a speech to prime people for what's about to happen and then some bad thing happens. I'll put it that way. You know, with Afghanistan or whatever. And now Joe Biden comes out and gives a speech to justify the looming indictment of Donald Trump. Yeah, the, the, the political stuff, it's just taken everything over. Today, every single story, every single story is about Biden's civil war conflict. I'm not kidding. I know there's some stuff about Meghan Markle or whatever, but they can't they can't tell you the story without framing it in the context of Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan saying vote Republican. Everything from culture to politics is slamming into it, into each other. And the end result is going to be an implosion. So maybe the best thing we can do is invest in these cultural shows and ideas. Become a member at TimCast.com if you want to support our work, because maybe when the wreckage, when, when all the rubble falls, there needs to be something that people can turn to. But, but it's, it's so much more than just our words. It's the supply chain. It's quarantines in China. World War Three. Maybe this is it. It's the climax. It's the maelstrom. It's everything spiraling into that singular point. I guess what I, what, I, what I should say is when you can't even watch some garbage TV show without them beating you in the face with some stupid political message, that's it. Everything is political and politics is devolving into chaos and it will bring everyone down with it. So maybe the smartest investment we can make is launching culture. You know, I, I really do feel like the smartest investment at this point, considering what Biden said, is like buying a buying, you know, uh, buying those big um, cargo bins, shipping containers, there you go, and burying them and creating a sustainable living situation in that capacity or raising them, up above the, raising them above the ground because it seems like it's about to get bonkers in this country. Probably if this were any other country or any other period, people would have, would have already been fleeing. Maybe, maybe that's a good idea for personal safety. But maybe the reality is with watching how, how awful all of this culture is, the night is always darkest before the dawn. Biden and, his, and the establishment may, no, may, go nuts, may go nuts, but the end result will likely be the victory for freedom and liberty. And if that's the case, there needs to be something there for people to, to gather around and to share. And maybe that's why, despite the fact that the end may be nigh, I'm not the only one who thinks it, it is a good investment to push back on this garbage and to make something new and different. And it won't be perfect, but at least it won't be whatever this is. We did, a, we did a, a video with Marjorie Taylor Greene. It was funny. Marjorie Taylor Greene, known as MTG, played Magic the Gathering, also known as MTG, and MTG plays MTG. We had Ian Crossland doing a training. You check it out. 
gas castle. Is it the best thing in the world? No. But maybe we just need to start doing stuff, investing in it, because it's all coming crashing down. It's all it's all coming crashing down. Is that what it is? It's all crashing down. There. That's a better way to put it. it um, and when it does, there's got to be something, I guess. I don't know, man. I'll level with you guys. I'm looking at all the news. Every single story is civil war. I'm not kidding. Some element of it. And I'm like, what am I supposed to? How do I break this up into two different segments? You know, I do my 1 p.m. I do my 4 p.m. And I'm like, well, there's the cultural element, I suppose, which can be separate because I'm not going to talk about this when talking about politics. So it is what it is, man. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at YouTube.com slash Timcast. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.